welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Box Office Breakdown. Information and commentary on weekly movie box office. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Box Office Breakdown on the Popcorn Talk Network. I'm your host, Sarah Stratton, and I'm here with JT. I made it back, everybody. I'm alive. He's back. He he is now called, uh, his official name is the Gigolo of Burbank. Burbank. We have had a <laughs> couple of theories yeah. about why oh, you're really? ditching us. Oh, I was a ditch. It was more of <laughs> one a... was the NBA All Star Game, but that we were like, nah. <laughs> no, that only, didn't get a lot of. Work. Only... It was a Walking Dead premiere. We're like, nah. no, don't like that show. Yeah. Third one was multiple girlfriends. That is it. <laughs> the answer is. That's probably right. <laughs> ding ding ding! We have a winner. Yeah. Well, I only go. To, I only go to the NBA All Star Game if I'm playing in it. That's the only way I'd ever go. So we're back. We're going to talk about the box office numbers from this past weekend. We're yes. going to talk about upcoming movies. Um, also, we have a number for the studio because we're going to take callers at the end. The number is 424-256-1633. So if you want to call I in thought, and talk to us I at the end. You were saying you're in the market for a dog or something? I don't no, want no, a dog. No, I want my parents to okay. get a dog so that I can just play with it but not have to take care of it. Oh, so like every mother in Los Angeles who has a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Like, my parents have two dogs, and I just... It's great. You go visit them, play with a dog, and you don't have to worry about... I don't have a yard. I don't have a that, yard. Yeah. I live in an apartment. I yep. feel bad putting a That's, dog in that situation. I had a lot and of I have. I mean, I would have a bunch of kids and then just pass like them all off to people races and stuff like that. And I'd visit them once a month, once a month, give them some money and I stuff like that. I think that's child abandonment. No, no, no. That's no, he said visit. Yeah, visit. I mean, visit them all. <laughs> he said visit. Okay. But you said you were on No, a he list. said once a month. Yeah, that's not a lot. You were on a list for a dog. No, my parents were on a list for a dog. Like, they know dogs that are having puppies, so they, like, oh, signed okay. up and put their name down. And they're what like, if they have enough yeah, golden retrievers, to, uh, oh, golden oh, wow, that's a big one. How do you get to the top of the list, though? Like, if you're not on the top of the list, like... Why are you slipping well, money? Yeah. You always, want, you always, you always, want, yeah. You always want to pick at a litter. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, you have this little... We have a little dog running around the studio, so if you ever hear any barking, that would be our mascot. He's the best. I always go for the run of litter. You know what? I it's want not the small, scrappy guy. Yeah, you know, he always you know turned into Rocky. I yeah. got a run of the litter when I was little, mm-hmm. and my mom freaked out because it was a gift from another family member because okay. she thought it was going to die Why? on me. Because it was, was like, it? like in the palm of your oh, hand, no, really? so small. They're probably but, like this girl's so beautiful. Just give her the like the run to the litter, and maybe she can nurse it back to health with her beauty. <laughs> it was definitely one of those things where the, my family member went and they were like, "Oh." This one needs the most love, and then they brought it, and my mom was like, "No." I'll tell you what: if I was on the verge of death and you came to my bedside, I'd wake up real quick. <laughs> he's somehow found, yeah, he's somehow found the yeah, light. Oh, I'm up. Yeah, I'm done. I gotta get another couple of weeks in there to work some work some magic. And that's when I take uh, the turn to talk about this past weekend's movies. Yeah, I'm excited because I missed a big weekend last week. Like you did. I, we you did. were we were you in did. a really big. I mean, listen, January, February is usually mm-hmm. crap movies. And the box office was pretty stale, besides okay. Kung Fu Panda, but like this is... Well, big. we're going to do probably do some more talking about Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Have mm-hmm. all of us seen it now? Twice. Okay, twice? I just saw it once. 
once I'm once. So, oh, okay. but we can have a little bit. Of, so we're going to probably go through some spoilers. Just warning you. But let's start with this past weekend, so February nineteenth through twenty first. I'm actually going to start with the top six because Reese mm, yeah. just didn't make the top five. Came in at number six with seven point mm-hmm. two seven million. Yeah. So we. Th- I thought it was going to be up there. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. crack. Be in those top five. It's really underperformed in my opinion but I guess I agree I would have put it if I was here I would put it like four or five but it has apparently it has like a five million dollar budget like super low budget hmm, like, I don't have the budget listed on box uh-huh. office mojo right now but we can look at can I, so, I mean look they try to capitalize on a couple yeah. of things mm-hmm. well I would love to be in the room when they were coming up like they're pitching the movie they mm-hmm. green lit it they're like we need a title do we go with Jesse Owens and then that one guy was like Race. I think it would have done better if it was Jesse Owens. Really? Because race? Because it's they're racing, Mm -hmm. and it's about race. It's beautiful. (laughs) I mean, home run. That guy should have got poetry in motion. The guy should have got a raise right there on the spot. I would have called it race card. (laughs) Race card. I mean, look, it's Black History Month. But where's the card come play? Uh, It's just Hitler. Yeah, race card himself into the Olympics. Okay. Well, before we get into talking about these movies, let's run through the list because we haven't even started the top five. Number five did go to How to Be Single. So that means Zoolander two is out. Tail Caesar's out. Moving on up to the uh, How to Be Single came in with eight point two million. Mm-hmm. Um, then they w- the witch debuted this week eight point six million. So number mm-hmm. four spot, nice. Number three spot goes to Risen. So that is the leader of the pack for mm. the newcomers this week, bringing in eleven point eight million. Jesus. Then up to number two, Kung Fu Panda. She's been around mm-hmm. for four weeks now. Mm-hmm. And number one, again, going to Deadpool, bringing in $55 million. It did take a 58% drop, but, though, while and, going up in theaters. Yeah. But anytime you open that big, yeah. it's going to be close to 50 or 60 at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think. I mean, it was front-loaded big time. Do you guys want to start on the bottom? Work yeah, way to start, the top? Let's start at the bottom. All right. The first one, how to be start single. From the bottom I down here. That's like, it may as well be sci-fi to me because I don't know what that's like. Well, look, I mean, you know, it's an interesting film. It's a chick flick. Uh, it, it's funny. They, you, know, they, you got Rebel Wilson in there. You got... Uh, the, yeah, and you It's got in Dakota here because of, uh, of the range of genre. Of it yes. is your, quote-unquote, female movie for the top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How to Be Single is... If I'm looking at this, I'm like, this is the one that my aunts, my mom, everyone's going to. Really? Mm-hmm. If, okay. if, if Deadpool's a little bit too much for them, a little too yeah, racy, yeah. they're not really going to be going out and seeing The Witch. That's normally, True. the horror market is normally younger. Mm-hmm. Um, probably already seen Deadpool once or twice, so they have time to go see The Witch. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda's for your kids. And Risen is for... Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, most likely if you're religious. If you just want a good time, like, you know, entertainment, Mm -hmm. like a popcorn movie, that's Mm -hmm. not Deadpool. Mm -hmm. That's where most adults are probably going. Mm Because everything else here is kind of heavy. Especially Risen and the Witch. And there's a lot of girls who are single and they get drunk and they be like, let's go see how to be single. And then figure out how not to be eventually. Mm -hmm. Girls weekend after Valentine's Day went really bad. Is that what they do? Lots of breakups. Then they (laughs) go to Harry's single. I got you. I got you. I think about that. it's, It's interesting. It's like, you know... It's tough to meet a girl around Valentine's Day um, because then, you know, you're almost obligated you, to, like, sort of take her out on Valentine's Day. Do you, So you just avoid dating for the first... Yeah, for the first month since, of February. I just watch since porn. Since New yeah. Year's a, till mid-February. Yeah, no cruise. dating. <laughs> yeah, you got to cruise to, like, at least February 15th. And yeah. if the girl's, like, open to dating you on Val- or going on a first date Valentine's Day, the guy's in big trouble for the rest of his life. That's for sure. What does that mean? 
I would never take a girl out on Valentine's Day, you know, if I just first met her. What if it was like really no, low not. key? Now, if I went to a bar and a girl girls are there on Valentine's Day, yes, that's a slam dunk. What about like what about like a low key date like Eat in. There is no, no low, key low key on Valentine's. Yeah. It, it, okay, it, for the first asking. date, there's no low key. Have you ever dated somebody on Valentine's Day for their first day? For the first date? For a first date, no. Yeah. There's too much but. implied when you go like on Valentine's Day. There's so much pressure. It'd be like going to a key party but not bringing any keys. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just like, like what's like going to happen? Like a like a like a key like a key, <laughs> you like know what cocaine? a key party is. You know what a key party is in the seventies. The married couples all come in and they put a key in a jar. And they would swap with their wives with other keys. That's hot. They pull out a key. It was in the movie The Ice Storm. Isn't this called like being a swinger? Or something? Yeah, but it's from the movie Ice Storm. You guys remember that movie with um, no. Kevin Klein, Toby McGuire. Well, no, I know what I'm doing next. Movie? It's a great day. movie. It's, okay. I think it's Ang Lee's best film. Okay. Ang Lee did it. Ang Lee. All right. I'm in. And now we have our movie of the week <laughs> I think we're that you need to go see. Week, uh, <laughs> we'll bring Tony Montana in here. He'll just do a key blast. All right. So that's a little bit on how to be single. Can't believe witch, I what that was. The witch has been kind of, I can't believe for me. What the hell was I <laughs> Where are you at? Damn. That's like right up your alley. Shit. <laughs> Anytime I get an invite now to one of your so parties, excited. I assume You're it's a smiling from ear to ear. And you know what You know what the thing is about Valentine's Day as well? It's like, I don't like the cliche of it all. I think it's a hallmark holiday, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the perfect Valentine's Day is just, you know, go to, if you're in a relationship, you know, uh, just cook dinner at the house, watch something fantastic, and then just go bananas later on night. I agree. I mean, I've always said, I think we yeah. might have talked about it last week. Is like, there, is you go to dinner later bananas? in the week, and at least you're not there crowded. Is. Yeah, it, it, and you get set meals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, it, Anybody don't take a girl. Don't line. take a girl to a fancy restaurant on Valentine's Day. You're gonna have the worst time of your life. It, it's I don't not know the about best. That. Unless you, unless it's a restaurant that only has booths, like that's okay. It's, it's acceptable. Trust me. Okay. You go to restaurants, and if there's not booths, they just shove you all together. No, we're, they we'll bring be out sitting every, this close to yes, each other, and you'll be yeah. on different dates. Yes, and your dates will be right across from each other. You can't hear it's the worst. anything. Unless, that's at least how it is in LA. Unless after the after the dinner is a key party, then everybody's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. All right. So key party guys, <laughs> the witch coming to us this week. Yes, it has kind of I felt like really been circulating word of mouth yeah. since um, Sundance. I've been hearing polarizing things. I've heard some people go see this movie and are like, it's not scary enough. Other people go out and they're like, it's really well made. Mm-hmm. Once you come out of it, it's one of those movies that maybe you don't enjoy as much when you're in it, but you come out of it and you start enjoying it more. So mm-hmm. I've kind of been hearing this weird spectrum of reviews. It's I haven't a, seen it. It's a slow burn. I mean, look, back in those days, like the English Times or whatever they were doing, the 1600s. <laughs> it was in New England. Yeah, it's 1600 times. It's like Quaker Pilgrim stuff or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I mean, ultimately, I watched it about a year ago. This the company I was working for uh, was going to buy it, so I had an advanced screener of it. Um, it's good. I mean, it's it's really well made, and it mm-hmm. took like two years to make it. I mean, like A24, the, the studio came in and bought it for a million bucks. Uh, put a bunch, not not too much money in the P&A, but you open up like this, this is a major hit for them. I mean, it did like, it did like they did Ex Machina and Mm-hmm. And, and one or other one, but this is their biggest hit so far. It's a, it's a win-win situation. I, it's interesting, though, because similar to h- how Hail Caesar did on Rotten Tomatoes a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, this was also another movie that's getting higher 
critic scores than mm. audience scores. So if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it has like 88% in critics. That's 53% in audience. That's also, I believe its cinema score is like a C minus yeah, or which something, is which is coming it's, out. It's not for the ADD. No, it's polarizing. It's really honestly. Well, the director won best mm-hmm. directorial debut at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and saw the film. I saw it with Cops on Friday. We, you know, we really want to check it out. He's a big horror fan. Mm-hmm. So let's go check it out. I thought it was really good. And what I don't understand is like you said, some people are like, it's not scary. I'm, are they? I don't, I'm not quite sure what people mean by that. Like, are they expecting? Are they talking like jump scares? I'm not sure because this movie. I, then is, I haven't seen it, but it's yeah. like when I, I'm with a crowd of people that are like, it's just not scary enough. Well, you got to put yourself in a predicament. Feel... It, you know, in a horror movie, you got to feel like you're one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're the dad in this, you should be really scared. This is a, the 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 movie is an issue, like, and it's true, and it's like it's like I think it was actually even before the Salem witch trials. Um, which is which obviously is an, is a is a big problem. Yeah, the movie for me like is so well made. <clears throat> the score is fantastic. It, it, I love seeing a movie where I don't know what's going to happen one scene to the next. Okay. The problem with horror movies being such a genre, they follow such a similar formula. Whether it be exorcism movie or a slasher film, something like this, which is just first of all, it's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching it, I'm like. One of the reviews on TV said it felt like you're watching something that you shouldn't be seeing, and that's the best way I could say it. It's almost like, oh man, this is like I sh- this is stuff I'm not supposed to be seeing, but they're putting it right in front of me. It gets really graphic at some point, and then the ending gets insane. I'm not gonna say what it is, but because I had no idea what was gonna happen, I was always invested, and I thought the acting across the board was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the visuals are just straight up disturbing. Some of the most disturbing things I've seen in a horror I, film in I a while. Agree. I would agree with that. I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Listen, this right. is this is That's the art correct. house. It's an art house movie. That's correct. All right, you're well, not going to get Ouija board out of this thing. That freaking Ouija movie. On a different note, Risen also in theaters mm. this past weekend. Opposite effect for the Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, um, with a 59 percent from critics and 80 percent from audience um, scores. Gotcha. One of the reviews, one of the top ones from New York Magazine Vulture top critic, um, brings. For a film that could have easily become bogged down in Sunday school reverence a or culture war opportunism, Risen presents an intriguing, oblique approach to a Bible movie. So mm. it sounds like yeah. it's aimed in in the marketing. This is a movie that's always like from the standpoint of a non-believer. Mm-hmm. But I think it's trying to broaden its reach and kind of go outside yeah. of you're, you're the right. religious audience. The, like you're right. They I mean, push look at, for look that. At war, but... war, what was it? War? The last war Room? War Room. War Room, yeah. Think. Which is a very, <clears throat> you know, $2 million or $500,000 movie mm-hmm. and made a ton of money. I mean, I think the Jesus followers, if it's not like Passion of the Christ or something like that, you know, look at a movie like Risen. They took a risk here at twenty million to try to oh, you know go cost? yeah wow. to go a little further. I mean, usually these movies are are, are a lot cheaper yeah, than this. It looks it though. It doesn't look cheap. Like some of these, sometimes these faith based movies, they uh-huh. look like production wise, they look kind of cheap. Of course, I saw the trailer for this. I'm like, this looks like a good sword and sandals kind of movie, yeah. mm-hmm. but with this you know religious backdrop and the director Kevin Reynolds, who directed uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mm-hmm. Waterworld. I mean, he's a skilled director. He did the Hate Film, uh, Hate Film McCoys. Okay. With Kevin Costner. Remember mm-hmm. that History Channel movie? Yeah, yeah. Really well. So they got like a decent director. But do you feel drawn to see this movie? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. I'm, I, I toyed I'm with getting it. more curious. Mm-hmm. But from the standpoint, I don't know. It's almost a double edged sword because of their marketing saying, like, from a non believer. It, like, yeah. makes me almost not want to see it. Well, it was interesting. I mean, you know, The Witch was. 
um, backed by the Satanic Church of Hollywood. <laughs> I did not know. Was that. it yeah. Hollywood? Yeah, it was. Okay, sa- I knew it was yeah. the Satanic Church. I didn't know. Yeah, they it were... was backed by it, so, and Risen was backed by a bunch of pastors. So I guess Jesus won here. He beat the devil again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But who really won was Deadpool and Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yes. So yeah, all religion. Sorry, you lost this week. Yeah. yeah, I think Kung Fu Panda again. Like you, the same thing we said with How to Be Single. This it's the only thing for kids out here. Yeah. I mean, and it makes all its money on Sunday. Yeah, and we we said this from the beginning. It's one of the only kids movies out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Like they gave themselves room nice to just window. stay in there. I want to say the next thing might be like Zootopia or yes, something. Zootopia's I, next month. I well, definitely think Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander's gone. We're not talking about that probably Tank job. anytime soon again. It is. Out, brought in 5.5, dropped 60%. Yeah, wow. Poison um, Lander. Terrible. Also worth noting, because I think we're going to get more into it in as we turn over to the international box office, but um, I, I'm pretty sure the mermaid actually was able to crack domestic charts. Oh, top because, 20 somewhere? Yeah, because it is ranked as number 16, but it only has a theater count of 35, and it brought in a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. That's really good. Well, you know why. It's sandwiched in between the fifth wave, which had 850, and the finest hours, which has 946. All three of those movies are bringing around a million, Mm -hmm. Um, and The Mermaid was able to keep up with that at 35. Is it a Chinese mermaid? So... The Chinese film. It is this Chinese film. So it's a Chinese mermaid. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, so. I, I guess That's that a first. Why? <laughs> anyway, no, ever, you ever see mermaids? Mermaids are always like voluptuous women. There's mermen. All right, is there? I think there was in something. Well, this is well, a mermaid. Is I believe it is. Mermaid. It is a female. Um, mm-hmm. This movie mm-hmm. is taking. Uh, it has now outdone Monster Hunt, which we talked about yes. at great length on That's this impossible. show. It is breaking down walls. Let's well, get into our international numbers. We're going to start for Mermaid. Real quick about Mermaid. It is directed by Stephen Chow, who is like mm-hmm. the biggest director in China. That's true. He did Shaolin Soccer, which got a huge release in America. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Hustle was like his biggest hit in America. Mm-hmm. Those movies, that he, every time that guy makes a movie, it's an event over there. So I'm not surprised Mermaid's going to destroy Monster. Yeah, Mermaid is supposedly some sort of like, it's an offbeat comedy. He always does comedy, yeah. Um, about... I want to say it's about a mermaid who like su- is trying to assassinate a businessman by like seducing him. Of course, it's something along those lines. But let's get into the international. Let's get into the international numbers in general. Mm-hmm. We are going to start talking about Deadpool because it did top the foreign mm-hmm. box office for the second weekend in a row to the tune of eighty-five million dollars. So drop down to. Around 55 here, 85 international. Um, given that, its worldwide total stands at 491.7 million. Um, it should cross the 500 million mar- mark on Monday. Wow. At some point, major, so tomorrow. Major hit. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for the budget. 58? I mean, you look at, you look at Avengers, soaring. the budget's like 180, 190. Yeah. I you get, do something like this. Well, we talked about, crazy. we talked about last say. week at how much just in the comic books, superhero movies in general, mm-hmm. Deadpool was able to open at a pace that was like in the top 10 overall. It beat out, um, it was up there with like Dark Knight with. Man, this beat Man of Steel. It beat yeah, a lot of It's beating a lot of individual movies. It's up there with like mm-hmm. the team ensemble cast movies. Mm-hmm. It's just doing really, really well and for. I mean, no money. I, it's, it's baffling to me. It's not, it's not like Spider Man or 
Mm-hmm. I mean, even Iron Man was a bigger known character mm-hmm. than Deadpool. Nobody knew Deadpool outside of, I feel like, the comic book nerd community. True. The geeks, you know what I mean? But the really love that stuff. But the production value this. was great as well. Yeah, but the, I think... No, is, I think... I heard you guys talk about it last week. The way they marketed this thing was, like, yeah. genius. It hit every quadrant. And but also the curiosity... The, Go ahead. I was going to say the curiosity around the mm-hmm. character versus we have Batman versus Superman coming in in a mm-hmm. couple months. Like... Everyone has an expectation of all these movies that are coming out. You have such an expectation of the Avengers movies. You know how every character is kind of going to interact with the villain, what's going to happen with Deadpool, and I think also with Suicide Squad, there's more curiosity. You want to see how these yeah. characters are going to act, what they're going to do. But I also think, you know, look at a movie like Deadpool for $58 million. Look how much money it's going to make. Why are some of these superhero movies inflated budgets to like 150 175 180 can you do this movie? And I didn't see any difference between the production value of this and and, and Avengers and Iron Man and things like that. Uh, it's just like yes, I know you get like big time directors and stuff like that. This guy's a first time director, fifty eight million dollar budget, and knocked it out of the park, and he's sitting there five hundred million dollars right now. Well, the different the, one of the differences is for for Deadpool, but for Deadpool, you do have to make. Changes, for instance, they can when they introduce X Men into that mm-hmm. film. They can't use huge X Men. There's not nearly as many cameos because they can't pay for them. <clears throat> There's location changes. Um, you you aren't having as big of sets. Sometimes you can't label what they are. Um, on top of that, I know that in particular for Deadpool, when they had to cut out, I believe it was like seven to nine million dollars. They had mm-hmm. to cut out like nine pages. They had to cut out race scenes. They had to cut out like another fight sure, scene. It was a risk. It's those things that you're you're losing. Well, I mean, look, it's you, not going to be a problem. Part two, I'll tell you well, that yeah. much. Deadpool, Deadpool could have came out and you know did nothing. Mm-hmm. Made fifty eight million first weekend, and you know they would have been happy with that. Yeah, yeah of course. But they didn't know what was going to happen because right. rated R, and, More, and it is what it is. Well, it's also doing well abroad, um, opening up in seventeen new markets. It includes South Korea with twelve million, Spain with four point one million, and Italy with three point three million. Um, moviegoers seem to be embracing the foul mouth title character played by Ryan Reynolds, but the four letter words and bloodletting did come at a price. Deadpool has been banned in China, the world's second. Second largest largest market. It also, I believe, has been banned in Uzbekistan. If I'm not yeah, because of the mistaken. masturbation jokes, apparently. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, I mean, but China, China is the biggest porn capital. The porn capital <laughs> of the world. I think the China was was it the violence? You think? No, it was the, it was the masturbation scenes. Well, they don't like that. Unless China doing is it doing fine because they have been pulling out just tons of their own material. Because in second place, the Chinese fantasy, The Mermaid, became the highest grossing film. In the country's history, mm. after earning fifty-six million dollars, so its global total stands at four hundred. Um, I don't know if that is right, but its global total stands at four hundred twenty-one million, which is pushing it past the previous re- previ- previous record holder, which is Monster Hunt, which was three seventy-four million which was last year. Sounds so, right. <laughs> and it did, but I know that it did this much quicker. Okay, it's done this in like. I want to say 12 days wow, when Jesus. Monster Hunt took over 50. And that was a huge deal. So this is just really I moving quickly. I have a theory of why China's box office is so big. Because nobody could stay outside anymore because of the smog. So nobody could breathe. So they just go into the theaters and watch anything <laughs> yeah. that's there. Air filters on the air conditioners? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's also just been a very growing industry over there. And yeah. they really put a lot of money into building new theaters and, and expanding. And people. 
That's a lot. The smog so, is really bad. Speaking of, so this is another animated movie. Disney's Zootopia has mm. opened. It took third place with thirty one point two million ahead. So it doesn't open the U.S. till next month. So it already has thirty one. Mm. From Brad, no idea what it's going to do in the U.S. yet. Um, it's set in a city of animals, and this family film has thirty nine mil- has made thirty nine million dollars globally. It is now screening in two hundred and twenty two territories. So it's screening in France, screening in Italy, Korea, Mexico. Really big markets, just not the U.S. yet. Yeah, I can't really talk too much about this movie because I'm actually suing Disney. Uh, the title Zootopia is too close to Zootapia. That's true. I'm, I got yeah. a couple lawsuits going yeah, in. Yeah, you should. You really? I think everybody has lawsuits. So this is a pattern. Oh, that's we've how you seen, get rich. We've seen exactly. other animated yeah. Disney movies open earlier abroad. I believe yeah. Big Hero 6 opened yeah, in Russia right. before yep. it opened here. Um, but a pattern we're starting to see a little bit. It's always Disney. Um, when I was working... No, not working. When I was mm-hmm. living in South America for a little bit, Iron Man and uh, no, Thor. Thor came out mm-hmm. down there before it came out in the States. It's really curious. And it's Disney. It's, for some reason, I don't know why they feel like... I don't really get it, but I'm hey, sure there's a strategy over like, what's in the yeah. market in the U.S., what they're competing with, when the biggest window is True. for it to... like. probably it. it I'm it. sure it has to do with <clears throat> Kung Fu Panda being out when that opened. Kind of just being strategic with their placements. Um, I think we should... Uh we need to talk to somebody at Screen Junkies to station you down in Latin America or maybe China <laughs> yeah. to get the first releases. I should. It's fine. Then down you'll there. have a place down there. And <laughs> then I'll come down, down there and then we'll just do key parties. All yeah, right. And finally, <laughs> Sounds good. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny, yes. a sequel to the 2000 Oscar winner, and The Monkey King 2, a follow-up to the 2014 Chinese hit, rounded out the top five internationally. Um, the Crouching Tiger installment opened to $21 million. Well... The second Monkey King earned $13 million, so that now has a global haul of $157.6 million. I think what we should do now is not just have international numbers. It just should be international numbers, and then we should go into China box office, China box office? as a whole. As a whole. <laughs> it's we, basically that's what the international is right now. I mean, that's, that's all it is. Um, the Monkey King 2 is a sequel to The Monkey King. Was that just a remake of The Lion King, but with a monkey? Yeah. That's Mike, exactly right. Is that Mike correct? Yeah. I am pretty sure that's a lie. Well, Chinese okay. monkeys are way different than American monkeys. But I do think you're right. I think I'm going to have to start like going to these yeah. Chinese movie theaters and seeing all of these films because they're just you would rattling be, them you off. You would be a blast in China. They would love you down there. <laughs> like You would be an A-plus hit. I don't know about that, but thank you. Maybe two years you get your citizenship and next thing you know you're Miss China. Done deal. <laughs> Miss China. Yeah. I'm very interested in all these Chinese this films. Universe? Yeah. So, <laughs> Here goes Miss China. Sarah Stratton? Let's go on to our Finstock. international no, she's, she's Chinese. She's titles <laughs> game. How do Cut them off the music, please. Because it's time for the international title game. What is your? I just saw you like make strangling motion I, at my I, head. I went in a box. I found the the litter. I oh. it out and I gave it to you because I <laughs> thought it's like I'm going to <laughs> no. choke you. Lassie, the golden retriever. No, Lassie was a Lassie's not a golden retriever. No, it's moving on. Those Purina commercials. Th- those are the golden retrievers. Sure. I think Mark Riley has a golden retriever. No, that's but a it's lab. cream. That's a lab. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what dog breeds. But you can tell us our international titles for this week's game. Absolutely. 
And last uh, last week's uh, samurai douchebag was right. I mean, it was clear. Guys, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was samurai douchebag. Yeah. So this week we're going with a, a a great a great talent that I think he gets enough recognition, mm-hmm. but not enough. I think okay. this guy's fantastic. I mean, obviously, you know, he started Who? out on Cheers. Um, oh, Ted Danson. No, well, obviously no, he's the, the best. Oh, he is. Uh, no, we got the, he's for opening up his movie Triple Nine, oh, which is true. next week. We're going to go with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Ted Danson oh, doesn't yeah. have much of a movie career. No, no, you know he was in Three Men and a Baby. Oh, Made in America. Made, lady in, made in America. Made in America. Bobby Goldberg. Yeah, a couple. Of, yeah. That's right, but he hasn't had anything lately. Yeah, no. Once he painted his face, when he once he did blackface, <laughs> once he went blackface, once he went blackface, that was it for his yeah, movie. Yeah, do you career. remember that? You don't remember that? But he was great no, in Fargo too. That. You don't want to know that. Yeah, he yeah, was dating Whoopi Goldberg, and he showed up the blackface. Wore, you know what the crazy part about it is? He wore a toupee mm. all through Cheers, and he was Sam Mayday Balone, who was uh, the relief pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, and he made a lot of damn money, and he was the first guy to make over the two hundred thousand dollar an episode. Wow. Facts. Hmm. Okay, Facts. that being said, we got a uh, Woody Harrelson. Who I, think right. is, who, who I think is brilliant. Oh, yeah, I like him. He's good. Um, natural He's Born Killers. Stuff. Number five? This is a far movie time. Oh, sorry. I'm, I was way off. For some reason, I was thinking we were doing something else. There. Wrong game. Was, sorry, wrong game. This guy is, is the Jigolo <laughs> Burbank. I mean, this guy has no time in his hands. Uh, <laughs> I want that. Tattoo. Let me tattoo on my back. Yeah. Jigolo Burbank. <laughs> I like it. Natural Born Killers. The Shining. This, the is Shining. All, this is all from the People's Republic. Sorry. So they just, <laughs> stole, an, they just stole another movie's okay. title. Well, they don't know about that movie. <laughs> the Natural Born Killers of Shining. Okay. Okay. One of my favorites, uh, Indecent Proposal. Mm-hmm. Oh, Demi Moore. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Peach. Uh, oh, we're back to the peaches. We're back with the peaches. Post. Peach post. Peach, Peach post. post. Yeah, P-O-S-T. Like Look the at all post. these peaches all over the floor. The post. All right. He started in the, uh, I don't know if you heard about this movie. It's called Pinkville. No, he was supposed to. Wait, what? He's in Pinkville. There was an Oliver Stone film that was going to be called Pinkville, and then with Bruce Willis, and it got canceled. Yeah, it was called something else. But okay. But there, so there, there was, was a movie, movie called Pinkville. And there is a Chinese name for it. Oh, awesome. I wish I was in Pinkville. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for something. All the time. <laughs> That's the best place to be, obviously. When was, when was this movie made? Uh, Pinkville. Pinkville. When was it made? I don't know, but there's a Chinese title for it. Okay. Peach. I don't know if this is a real movie. Peach powder. Peach powder. Okay. Wow, peach powder. Yeah, peach powder. Okay. I mean, that's... Yeah. I'd like to be there as well. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real movie. What, peach powder? That and what it's based off of. Pinkville. Pinkville. <laughs> if there isn't, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Next. Okay. I, I don't think that's one of his movies. It is. Look it up. I'm looking it up. We need to look this up. Pinkville. 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 One word? Yes, one word. What do you hear us in Pinkville? Pinkville. Yeah. We're Googling it right now. <laughs> What's the next one? <clears throat> White Man Can't what? Jump. Oh, great movie. Boom. Boom. Is Woody Harrelson in it? That would be correct. No. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Sure he is. We are looking at the IMDb page right now. I'm not seeing Woody Harrelson. Maybe he had a cameo. Maybe he had Was Woody... Was Woody... Yeah. There he is. Boom. Where? Woody Harrelson. <laughs> who looks great. 2008. Pinkville was in 2008. Let's see. So it was uncredited No cameo. response on the page. No response on the page? Unless it was uncredited. It might have been uncredited. It might have been uncredited. But either way, he was... <laughs> 
I never saw it, so I can't. I, I can't say. Well, it doesn't make a difference. He's in. I'm just telling what Pink Bill. It was the theme. Well, that's true. Okay. White man can't jump. Long, black, and white. Okay, so let's go again. Okay. Yeah, go through the whole thing. Natural right? born killers. The Shining. The Shining. Indecent proposal. Peach post. Pinkville, which Woody Harrelson may or may not start in. Peach powder. Got some peaches. White man can't jump. Long, black, and white. Hmm. You, do you have an idea? No. I don't either. Because I wanted to say the last one, but because he just enjoys saying it so much. What, long, black, and white? Yeah. That's me. <sighs> I want to go peach powder. <clears throat> I think you're right. I'm also going to go peach powder. I'm going to go peach post. I feel like it's one of the peaches. Interesting. <laughs> Is one of us right? Uh, yes, one of you are right. Eliminate one of us. Uh, I'm eliminate both of you because you picked the same uh, one. Hey, there damn. you go. Poof. Darn it. Poof. Peach uh, post is not the... It's called peach something. Like peach uh, peach opening or something. Or something like that. That's good. I, Fine. I like okay. post, though. Just Fine. Peach post. We believe you. Because we got a peach and we got a post in it. Okay. okay. We won't question you anymore. All right. Back to the normal. Now we're going to go on to our top five films. But someone has a list that I don't have. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's Woody Harrelson. It's more Woody Harrelson <clears throat> films. Fantastic. I, yeah, well, I gave GT the uh, thing. I can give you my. Email. Do you email it to both of us? Well, I'm going to start talking about upcoming movies. No, 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 until... no, 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 no. I got it. 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 Are we, is it mostly just about the Hunger Games? Because the <laughs> no, Hunger no, Games no, would the be. Hunger Games is not in it. Then it's not about money. All no, right, I just emailed it. So you're you not doing a money one. You're doing. We are doing. A what is the title of it? Yeah, you're just your so favorite doing, Woody Harrelson the, movie. No, it's no, just it's, your... it's, it's Woody Harrelson top five minus the Hungry Games. Oh, minus Hungry oh, Games. Oh, okay. Yeah, so smart. it is money. It starts with uh, yeah. It starts with um, Star- <laughs> you could look at it. You know, you know where it's at. Do you get it? Well, my internet is going super slow, okay. so I'm just going to talk about the Hunger no, no, Games. No, give us number five. Number five. Okay, is now you see me. 122 oh. million domestic. Yeah, now you see me. Oh, the, yeah. He, yeah, wasn't he like the leader of the magicians? Wait, no, was he the cop? No, Mark Ruffalo was the cop chasing him, and yeah, yeah. he was like one of the leaders. He was like the leader. I never saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I never. I just didn't. You know what? It pissed me off about the trailer in that movie is they were doing magic in the movie mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was impossibly stuff that couldn't be done. They they were like mutants. They were they would for them to pull off the the magic they do in that movie. They like, would actually have to be like sorcerers. Cause it's, yeah, because they're supposed to be illusionists yeah. and it's, it's beyond. It's all spe- all illusion. I see is special effects. You know what the crazy part about it is? Uh, Isla Fisher was in the the piranha tank. Yes, that's right. And you know she almost died in there because it was a, a a lever that she would press. Mm-hmm. You know because they wanted to make it look realistic. Mm-hmm. The the handcuffs got like stuck low, and they thought she was acting. And she was underwater for like three minutes. Mm. Now, people don't understand how, you know, these stunts go. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not get this crazy. At least two to three people die a year on mm-hmm. Hollywood sets, oh, regardless yeah. of what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Brandon Lee. Look at that girl, Sarah Jones. That mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of different things that go on here. It's not it, – it's serious stuff. Like, how, do, how does a real bullet get into a gun it was a for case, the crow? It was actually a case- – so basically, they were shooting blanks, mm-hmm. and one of the casings for the bullets got jammed in the barrel. So it wasn't a bullet; it was a casing of a bullet. But when that 
second Blake was shot, it caused that shell to act almost as like a, a real bullet. Like a bunch of little bullets that shredded him. So yeah, it was horrible. I mean, it, it happened. Was a horrible it, accident. It happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's Spendables people who get at all times. Spendables three, someone died. So people think it's all fun and games, but it honestly really isn't. Happens anyway, on the, on that morbid <laughs> note, <laughs> so now you see me made a hundred and seventeen. Hundred and seventeen for its yeah. lifetime. Gotcha. Above that on Woody Harrelson's list is two thousand and twelve, which brought in hundred and sixty six. Oh, yeah. I just watched Rolling this recently. Emmer. Good movie. I've never seen it. It's I I I, yeah. I have a, it's a guilty pleasure. I just like disaster movies. I like seeing shit, you know, mm-hmm. explode and crash. So it's not good. I like Day After Tomorrow <laughs> way better. But uh, Woody Harrelson just—he's the one. He plays the generic crazy guy who's like, "The world's gonna end." He always plays that. Nobody believes I see, him. That's his general role. Yeah, he's we the know what kind it is. I mean, the crazy part about it was that you want to believe in prophecies and stuff like that. You know, that was 2012 and uh, mm-hmm. New York got flooded. And that's uh, 2012 was when Hurricane Sandy happened and New York got flooded. Sure. So, I mean, if you believe in, you know, that kind of stuff, then that's what happened. It but was also, a little more extreme in this movie. <laughs> right. The world, bit. like, broken But you know what the crazy part about it is? Uh, do you remember the lead character's name? John Cusack? Yeah. Um, I just watched it, like, a week ago. His name was Jackson Curtis. Okay. And the reason why his name was Jackson Curtis is because... 50 Cent? Did you produce it? Roland Emmerich is a huge fan of no. 50 Cent. Okay. And yeah, he Curtis wanted Jackson. To, he wanted to switch the name backwards yeah. to Jackson Curtis. Wow, I didn't know that. Now, I don't... I, I mean, between Roland Emmerich hating, like, America and wants to destroy it every, at every cost, every yeah. chance he Although gets... Although he did make the Patriot. He Gibson. loves 50 Cent. Oh, nice. And I'm thinking Roland Emmerich, what, I mean, what's he doing? Like, dancing in the club, listening to, like, you know... 50 cents uh, whatever in the club yeah. well listen dude's got dough he can have 50 cent come over and perform from live mm-hmm. I'm All sure right. I think he's worked with them since yeah. alright well we have about 15 minutes left so also on Woody Harrelson's list are of course the 300 games movies which by far you drop, jump from like 166 million up to 300 mm-hmm. 400 424 so those are really his big what money what White Man Can't Jump White Man Can't Jump comes up on number 7 yeah, in but, his list. Yeah, but it's and not it's in the 76. Thing, but we have to talk about it. Okay, you can talk about White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> because, I mean, specific reason. there's a specific reason. Okay. It's one of Stanley Kubrick's favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Of all before. time. Why? I, th- I think he... I would have to say Rosie Perez is side boob, front boob, <laughs> cleavage, and just straight up nudity. He's probably like, wow, I need to get this chick in the movie. In my opinion, I yeah, don't know. I think he originally wrote Eyes Wide Shut. With and that mind. was your main reason that you had to talk about. <laughs> well, no, Stanley White Kubrick. Man. I mean, the, this guy is the best filmmaker of all time, and a, a little movie like White Man Can't Jump is one of his favorite movies. Hey, unless he was just like America's so fucked up, I'm just going to say this is my favorite movie when it's really not. But I, I can't see Stanley. Maybe doing it's that. a Kubrick nostalgia thing. He, no, no, he, or, was, he moved to England, but he was raised in America. Yeah, all but right. he's, he's Jewish. Well. <laughs> Moving on. I'm not going to do that back. upcoming films. We I wanted have... to talk about a decent proposal, too. Oh. But we have... All right, real quick. We have 13 minutes. Real quick. Is we're we're going to fly through the upcoming... 13 minutes, is, that's a lot. What's, what, what do you have to say about indecent proposal, which brought in... Well, I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic ahead. premise. A hundred... <laughs> He's want to talk about the premise. I mean, if somebody offered a million dollars to sleep with my wife, I'd be like, all right, you want my grandma and her from the deli, the deli girl, too? <laughs> They don't even have to take a shower after it. I mean, I'm in. If I was, if I won like the three hundred million dollar, like say I won like three hundred million dollar Powerball, mm-hmm. like wh- I just don't think I could actually go up to somebody like that, I'll give you a million dollars yeah. for your wife. Like, 
So no, you have somebody else to Well, it. that's true. You know what, though? It wasn't his friend. That's where he was smart about it. That's exactly It right. wasn't like a friend of his, because then that'd be weird. But like, if you just go it's to a couple... It's still kind of weird. You know, and, and Robert Redford. And, uh, I want to date a girl that when that offer comes, she jumps at it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be like... She'd be like, listen, babe, can, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go in there so horny and just rock this guy in a minute, and then we'll have a million dollars, and we can get, go somewhere. Awesome. I'll go see Expendables 4. I'll meet you in about oh, four hours. Absolutely. <laughs> and don't even take a shower. Yeah. I want that girl to be I there. regret <laughs> letting you two talk about this well, movie. Well, one more thing. I know. <laughs> Robert Riffer used a body double porn star, Randy West. He's a buddy of mine, yeah. All right. All right. Let's go Upcoming. into these upcoming movies, starting with Gods of Egypt. So the first thing I heard about this movie was their public apology for being, being <laughs> yeah. too white. It's so white. Um, yeah, because they didn't use any Egyptians in it. Although there's not really any hardcore Egyptians left. They do use Gerard Butler. He's Egyptian. And he drinks like an Egyptian. He doesn't walk like an Egyptian, but he drinks like one. What is drinking like an Egyptian? They just drink everything. Everything in their sight, yeah. If you want walking but, like Egyptians, so this is, I feel yeah. like it's such a strange foot to start on for a film that your first kind of <sighs> press is an apology. Yeah, it's not good. And <laughs> trailer so Yeah, but I, I don't understand these movies. Like, they keep using, this happens all the time, they keep using people who are not of the origin of the of the, the yeah. movie's name. And uh, this is going to be... This happens all the time. This like, looks uh, just gonna, like are, are gods and Jason Sudeikis as uh, Jesse Owens? Or whatever it was. Oh, do you remember Prince of Persia? Starring yes. Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the like, furthest oh, thing he's Persian. Um, here's the thing that really makes me depressed about this movie, is I used to love the director. I was a huge fan of Dark City. I was a huge fan of The Crow. I even liked some of his other films, like knowing with Nicolas Cage wasn't that bad. Mm. But to see him fall this far down, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll surprise everybody and it'll be a fun movie, but... Plus, I, I, plus, I wasn't doubt Gerard it. Butler in this movie like a thousand times already? It yes. seems like he's always like in like some kind of, like with a shield and some chest guard and stuff yeah, and like that. And he's yelling. Yeah, he's yelling. He's probably like, I just need money. He's, that's probably For the only line he says. It's the effects look bad. Like, I, I just, I just nothing about the movie. That, and who's the guy who's like teamed up with the guy from Game of Thrones? Like... I never see the this guy, guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, the guy terrible. from Game of Thrones, but he's like teamed up with the immortal, this kid who looks like he just walked off of Abercrombie Fitch. Wait, poster. Brenton. Who cares? Brenton yeah. He was actually <laughs> in, I believe, The Giver. I think he was the kid in The Giver. Never I'm saw not mis. Um, oh, well, I, nobody, that got him some fame. Nobody's yeah. going to see this. All right. Yeah. Some it's gonna people bomb. are going to see this. It's going to bomb, though. Boss Turner says he's going to see it, then I'm going to see it. Other also than coming out it. is Triple Nine. Yes. Which from far away just looks like a ton of Deadpools. Um, and it's advertising. Have you oh, noticed yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the red ski mask. I love the look of this movie, mm-hmm. and it's by the same guy that directed uh, Lawless with Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy, which mm-hmm. I really dug. Yes. Uh, he also did The Proposition with um, Guy Pierce, another movie I really liked. Has a really strong cast. Uh, You're talking about Kate Winslet, Aaron Paul, Norman Reedus. It's a great cast. Casey Affleck, Woody Harrelson. Whatever that guy's name is. Chiwetel. Chiwetel Okafor. And Anthony Mackie. Yes, Anthony Mackie too. Really, really strong cast. I love Casey Affleck. Michael B. Jordan was supposed to be Anthony Mackie's part, but he did a little movie called uh, Creed. Yes. Um, I will say Triple Nine, apparently the title is When You Kill, A Cop Gets Killed. Yes. Mm -hmm. They do that to draw the cops to one area so they can go rob another area. Absolutely. So I heard it's really violent. Gritty. I mean, it only look, has sixty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. But the trailers now. look yeah, so, fantastic. Yeah. I only get hope that the movie as, is is as, is as raw as the the trailers depict. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of looks like heat. It definitely has some heat type moments. It looks in it. fantastic. I mean, I hope it's. I, I get a little training day out of it. You know, you get a little heat out of it. Mm-hmm. I hope this can uh, you know make it right. We'll see. There was a lot of people 
which which makes me think it's really good is Kate Blanchett dropped out and Kate Winslet yeah, came in. Winslet came in, yeah. I mean, this a heavy this hitter. movie this movie had Jeff Bridges attached to it. This movie had Chris Pine to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, there was a Pine. lot of people doing this thing, but Chris obviously Pine. commitments and things like that. So, um, I'm Lawless, see it. 2012 yeah. with Tom Hardy. Let's see what Shia you have. Yeah, it had 67% yeah, critics so right around on Rotten Tomatoes with 75% audience score. Uh, okay. Um, so, stronger on the audience star. I, 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 I'll recommend Triple Nine for sure. Yeah, can't wait. That's the one I'm going to be seeing this weekend. Absolutely. Also coming out, though, is Eddie the Eagle, <laughs> yeah. which... It's like a fun, are you, decent movie. Yes, it no, is. it's a hard movie. It's good. Uh, it the, is the story of Eddie Edwards, the notoriously yeah. tenacious British underdog ski jumper mm-hmm. who charmed the world in the 1988 Winter Olympics. So it is starring Taron Egerton and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, you like that guy, don't you? I do. I I was a big fan of Kingsman, so mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Well, he's a star. Does his look distract you, though? The look he's doing in this movie? Yeah, he's kind of doing, doing this. He's kind of doing I was like the very office surprised. space, like, he's doing a little stapler sl- guy. Yeah. Oh, no, look. he's doing a little I, sling blade. Yeah, he's a little sling blade. I was kind of surprised when I saw the first footage from this, because I'd heard about this movie before, and you hear about it, and you kind of think it's yeah. like this, you know, epic mm-hmm. achievement. Um, well, he's at- got a bunch of screws loose. I mean, it takes you would have to have a bunch of screws loose to do the stuff he's doing. And it's, it's being directed cool. by Dexter Fletcher, and he's an actor primarily. So he's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in Kickass. He's been mm-hmm. in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He's been in The Elephant Man. But, you know, this guy, the real life Eddie Edwards, yeah. mm-hmm. is saying that ninety percent of the movie is made up. Oh, really? that's always unfortunate. That's, uh, he, uh, he said it on the BBC not too long ago. He might have oh, been no. off his rocker, though. This guy's completely off his rocker. He might have fell on his head too much. Awesome. But you got to look at it this way. <laughs> a lot of There's a big difference between based on uh, actual events mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. No, I totally you know, understand Based that. means, like, they can go, they can use 1%. I know. It, that's it. But whenever you're doing a line a, and, like, a sports story, like, if I saw Jesse Owens' movie and it was, like, 90% fake, I'd be pretty upset. Or if he loses and then Hitler blows up the whole place. Yeah. yeah. That's not true. It's I a, will say, though, real quick, I heard a rumor that, like, the events in the, 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 the Winter Olympics that this happened in is the same ones Cool Runnings happened in. Like, it's the same year. I heard someone... Wow, really? So, like, so like you can watch huh. both those movies and they cover the same Olympics. And you can have, like, I a nice be, little marathon. Yeah, I could be wrong. I Even heard that you are, it's still amazing. Finally, finally coming out... I hope it is. ...is yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword mm. of Destiny, which we talked about a little bit in our international numbers. It is having a limited release, so Very if you want to go find it. But if you, if you don't want to go find one of these limited theaters, it's being released the same day on Netflix. There you go. Just like Beast and No Nation. Is Wang JG in it, or whatever her name is? Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh. What about... There you go. Michelle Yeoh, the, the figure skater? Michelle Yeoh. She might have been in, in the, the Olympics <laughs> All when right. that went Now we're going to get... We have a couple you minutes left. We go. have Tomogany. some predictions to do, and then we're going to get to a caller. Um, let's start with JTE, who is back this <sighs> week. Back. This isn't easy. No, it's no, not. So, All right. Let's do this. Number one, Deadpool. Fantastic. Still going to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I am going to go. Ooh, this is tough. Yeah, I'm going to go number two, triple nine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Number three, I will go Eddie the Eagle. Hmm. Okay. Number four, Kung Fu Panda. Hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> number five, I guess I'll go Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt is an interesting one because people are going to be fooled the first. How many theaters in Gods of Egypt? It's a big release. It's a large release. Um, Let me find that for you. Just haven't heard one person. Gods of Egypt three thousand versus Triple Nine and Eddie the Eagle both in two thousand. 
So it's got a thousand more theaters. Its tracking has also put it ahead of Triple Nine, but not by much. And word of mouth is already kind of bad on it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting how much that tracking is affected. Why don't you go second? Okay, um, I'm also going to start with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's going to do really well. I am going to give it to Triple Nine, even though Triple Nine is tracking under Gods of Egypt. I just haven't heard any excitement about that. Um, but I'm going to put Gods of Egypt third. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to put Kung Fu Panda three, mm-hmm. followed by Eddie the Eagle. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. To you too. Hmm. I'm going to go. Uh Deadpool number one, obviously. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Gods of Egypt number two for some stupid reason. Uh, it's not stupid. That's where it's tracking. Let's go uh, Eddie, the, Eddie the Eagle number three. Okay. All right. Triple nine number four. Mm-hmm. And Kung Fu Panda number five. Yeah, it's a, weir- it's a weird thing to have. I think that Triple Nine and Deadpool... Both rated R, both violent movies. Mm -hmm. They're going to draw some of the same audience, but because of everyone who's already been out to see Mm -hmm. Deadpool, I think a lot of those people can are going to transfer over to Mm -hmm. seeing Triple Nine. But definitely looking at the box office in general of what's coming out, got a lot of male dominated (laughs) movies. Um, It's a a testosterone filled month. Yeah. You know, so let's get. Let's see if we can get one or Real two quick, calls and get them in there quick. I just confirmed it. Eddie the Eagle takes place in, in the 1988 Olympics. Cool Runnings takes place in the 1988 Boom. Olympics. Boom. Two underdog stories about Olympics. I about feel like you just said 1988. I think we have a caller on the line. I'm a big fan of Jeff Kalooly. Do we have a caller on the line? Hey, caller, are you there? We got box house breakdown. Who we got? Uh, it's Ramon from Oregon. Hey, What's Ramon. up, Oregon? Hey, man. Do you have a top five for us or a question today? Um, I guess I'll do my top five. Awesome. All right, cool. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, oh, the Deadpool one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do... Uh, what do I do? Uh, it's tough. The Gods of Egypt 2. Wow. Mm. Put nice. a lot of stock in that guy. He's with stocks. He's, He's with I got you. So He's with the tracking numbers. Yeah. It's accurate. Uh... Well, Kung Fu Panda 3. Ooh. Okay. Wow, you got Triple Nine tanking, huh? Oh, interesting. Then I'm going to do Eddie the Eagle, then Triple Nine. Ah, okay. Not, not a lot of hope for Triple Nine. Any reason for that? Uh, I just don't think it's gone much. I mean, I'm going to a screening on Tuesday. I'm pretty mm-hmm. pumped, but I don't really hear anything about it. Gotcha. Nice. you got to let gotcha. us know how it is. Do you follow any of us on Twitter, buddy? Yeah. Hit me up with a review for Triple Nine when you see that screen. Yeah, DM them. They'll get yeah, in trouble. DM though. me. <laughs> yeah, don't get in trouble. <laughs> I got Thank open you DM. So I'll tell you what. you first time caller, right? Yeah. If you if you beat us in the top five, we got something for you. So if you if you okay. do win, uh, you know, keep Mark because yeah. we, we have a guy who's not keeping uh, stats properly anymore. Yeah, sorry yeah. we didn't have one of you guys okay. today. Hey. Stillings in San Antonio, Texas or something. And if you're wondering what you win, it's an invitation to Finstock's next key party. Yeah, next key party. And then we'll, we'll send something to you. I yeah. like Oregon. Thank you so much for calling Thanks, in. Thanks, Let's see if we can get one more caller before we get out of here. One more. Here we go. Uno, dos. Thanks hey. for calling Box the- Office Breakdown. Who do we got? It's Travis again, dude. Travis. Ooh, Travis. What's up, man? Travis, what's up, dude? Not a whole lot, man. How'd that Jim Beam uh, go last night? You guys, you made, you made it right for yourself or no? 
I made it absolutely right for myself. That's sir. the only way to absolutely do it. Right. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> Travis, do you have a do you have a top hey. five or a question for us? Uh, well, um, other than yeah, I do have a top five. Awesome. Uh, just want to point out to JTE that I watched that Serene Junkies fight with you and Charles uh, and Ellis, yeah. and I will never ever forget uh, Psychological Cop. Thank you. Was that your made-up uh, movie? That was my made-up movie. Psychological um, comp. It's not bad. It's with uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott, um, Keanu Reeves, and a cameo by the Spice Girls. We wow, we had to like okay. pick names out of hat and like call the title. I got some awesome posters. Some fans I retweeted it. Maybe some pretty cool posters for. I it. love Sam Elliott. Right. Mine was, was the only one, by the way, Travis. I lost that round. Mine's the only one that actually has a shot of being a movie. Yeah. Well, anything <laughs> with Sam Elliott's in it. I mean, he was in yeah. Mask, which yeah. is my favorite. Ellis movie. and Harloff. They went the joke route. I actually tried to make somewhat of a movie. That's why you won. That's I did win the whole thing though, didn't I? Yeah. I shouldn't have talked. I'm the best. Yeah. Don't brag too best. much. Let Travis do his top five before we ahead, get out of here. Hey, Travis, what do you think right. about uh, the name I uh, anointed JTE? The Gigolo of Burbank. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is a gnarly name, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> I'll take that over to Juggalo of Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I actually would too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but uh, at my top five, um, obviously, Deadpool, uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what a weird kind of crazy thing like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be different and just say Eddie the Eagle at number two and okay. probably doesn't have a shot no you might be right who knows but it would be great if it did it would be kind of awesome actually mm-hmm. uh, number three would of course be got, uh, got uh, Gods of Egypt right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, and number four would actually be I'm going to go ahead and say Kung Fu Panda 3, and at number 5, that's uh, John Hoko movie. Oh, Triple Nine. We've got nine. both nice. callers today said that Triple Nine is coming in in fifth place. Yeah, well. So we'll see how that does. Thank you so that much for right. calling in. Thanks, dude. Everyone, Thanks, buddy. thank you for watching us, tuning in every week. We'll be back next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can always find us on our Twitters, except mm-hmm. for me because I've been kind of forgetting to use it. <laughs> um, also, Just Facebook, on iTunes. If you could go on there, take a minute out of your day, mm-hmm. rate us, review us. It's yeah, always really helpful. the more really the helpful. merrier. Yeah, do it. Yeah, Ashmo's JT. Comment on JT's nickname. Sarah Stratton. At Bob I'm changing. I might change my Twitter name to to psychological. <laughs> Jiggle <cop>. Burbank. <laughs> Jiggle Burbank. You know the nickname. Next week. Coming. That's what you do in movie fights. Yeah. All right. Jiggle Burbank, starring you. I think I'm gonna write a psychological cop two script, and they're going after a serial killer named the Jiggle Burbank. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> perfect. It. All right. Poof. Thank you guys so much. Poof. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.